Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and YouTube channel. It is currently 2.33 p.m. East Coast time, Tuesday, December 10th, and we're going to take our early initial look. It's Tuesday, right? But at the week 15 NFL season, sort of an early player pool, nothing to hold hold us strong to, just to kind of have a sounding board to start the week. Welcome to the channel and the podcast. If you are new here, my name is Sal Vetri. If you enjoy just daily fantasy sports, fantasy sports, and any of the NFL, NBA, WNBA, or the MLB streets, I am somebody who covers content and all that, right? Here you have the NFL. I have NBA content every day. I have exclusive content over on Patreon, so be sure to check out my Patreon exclusive content linked up down below. Social media is also linked up down below at DFS on Twitter. You can see it as well as SalVetri on Instagram. And today, this video is going to be sponsored by Drafters, which if you sign up for Drafters, it's an online snake draft format. I'll drop the listener league for this week. We have 12 people, uh, 12 person listener league. And if that fails, I'll drop another one down below. We could have maybe two leagues drafting on Sunday, this one at 10 a.m. Uh, it's an online snake draft. So like how you draft for season long, except it's going to be rapid, 12 of us, 20 seconds picks and you draft for that single week. It's very fun, $5 buy-in. And if you sign up for drafters with the promo code SAL100, you'll get a 100%, 100% deposit bonus, not 50%, not 20, 100% deposit bonus up to $50. So check out drafters. They notified me of some new formats that they have coming and they sound even more fun. So yeah, it's an up and coming set in the DFS space. It is not salary cap based. I do like drafters a lot. I am very, I would say, um, uh, I would, I would say I'm very particular about the people who sponsor these channel and these videos. These are some good guys over there. I like what they have going on and the format is really fun. So that is drafters.com online snake drafts, promo code Sal 100 to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $50. I'll link up this week's listener league down below if you are interested. Hit that subscribe button before we get into it. Who is your favorite 6K wide receiver? Actually, between the 5 and 6K range is very interesting at wide receiver this week. Who is your favorite one? If you leave that down below, you must be a subscriber. Leave that down below with your Twitter handle or PayPal. I will pick one person on my Friday Final Thoughts video out of all the comments this coming week uh, for a $25 prize. Uh, Fine through Venmo or PayPal, whatever it is, we'll get it there. So make sure to leave a way I can contact you. Your favorite 5 to 6K range wide receiver for week 15. Let's get into the video hit the subscribe button appreciate all of you especially on the audio version you all rock here we go so starting off at quarterback i really don't have an interest at the top end guys right mahomes russell wilson against he has a terrible offensive line second worst in the league against carolina who can somewhat pressure the quarterback but has a decent secondary mainly james bradbury um uh, who's going to just probably lock down dk metcalf and then it just comes down to a guy in Tyler Lockett and not much else. And as a big favorite, I'd rather knock it to Wilson in those environments where they're just going to run the ball with Carson Wentz, even with Rashad Penny hurt. Jameis at 6,900. If you want to make an argument with him, probably by the end of the week, I'll have more interest. I just want to see what happens with this this hand injury of his, the broken bone there in his throwing hand. A little bit concerning, especially now with Mike Evans gone, even more concerning. I like Dak Prescott, uh, $6,300 against the Rams. This is probably the best game environment, 48 total. Both teams have a pretty much a 24 to 25 team implied total here. Dallas with a 23.8 uh, and the Rams with a 24.8. They're one point favorites. Potential shootout, right? You have all of these Dallas players to stack with Dak are just so cheap. Amari, 6,500. Michael Gallup, 5,700. Zeke, I don't really want to stack him with Dak, but at 7,800, so affordable. The Rams options, Todd Gurley, $6,000. Uh, Robert Woods, who's been balling out 30 plus targets in like the last two weeks, 
two and a half games. He has 6,200. So this game is just great. The Dallas defense has been bad over the last month, month and a half. And Dak has been forced to throw about 40 times per game. His average is 36.2 attempts per game on the year. He is averaging Dak Prescott. Uh, right now, he leads the league in this slate at 312.1 passing yards per game. Doesn't matter if they get down big. Doesn't matter if the game is competitive. He's going to throw the ball 38 to 40 plus times in this game. I do like that for the price point and just so easy to stack it. Jimmy G at 6,100 against Atlanta. Highest team total on the slate at 28.75. There's a real chance they just go to most start Breida and Tevin Coleman in that order at the running back position as 11-point favorites, and they just let them run the heck out of the ball. But Atlanta is actually decent at stopping the run. And at 28.75, Jimmy G's affordable at 6,100. You have a somewhat affordable Debo Samuel. I think getting to George Kittle is always viable too. He'll probably see seven to eight targets more times than not. So Jimmy G at 6,100 with the highest implied team total on the slate. There is concern that they go run heavy and he only throws 20 to 20. 22 times, but if he, if I get Jimmy G throwing his average 30.6 times, 30 times in this one, I feel good about it. Matt Ryan of 5,900. This team total is awful. 17.75, 11 point underdogs against San Fran, a very tough matchup, but let's just hang on a second. He's 5,900. He's throwing 40 times per game. He's averaging over 290 yards per game. He doesn't have Calvin Ridley, which is a concern, but he got back Austin Hooper last week. He got back Devonta Freeman two weeks ago. So uh, let's hold our horses a little bit here and see what happens as the week goes on. Richard Sherman is unlikely to play. Uh, D. Ford is unlikely to play. Kawan Williams, their, their stud slot cornerback, is injured and going to be questionable. I want to see what happens with the San Fran defense. A lot of guys banged up. If they don't have Kawan Williams or Sherman, their top two cornerbacks, probably two of the best 15, 20 cornerbacks in the entire league. Sherman, top two, top three, top four cornerback in the league this season passer rating against is the second best in the league and then you don't have d ford another big guy up front that is is huge for that defensive line it could be a lot easier for matt ryan and if they're 11 point underdogs ryan's gonna have to throw the ball 40 plus times here i don't love them to win the game i don't die on the hill of matt ryan i'd rather get to the jimmy g side maybe but if ryan's gonna throw 40 times in this game you still have julio austin hooper russell gage out there uh i think that i like that at 5900 kyler murray and philip rivers are both 5600 Murray's too cheap for a guy averaging 40 rushing yards per game. Uh, it's it's just too cheap of a price tag and a nice matchup against Cleveland here. I don't really love the stacking options. Christian Kirk, meh, right? So maybe I go to him more naked and get to some Christian Kirk lineups. I don't want to be playing Larry Fitzgerald at this point. Phillip Rivers, love it. Minnesota secondary on the outside is terrible. Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes are just booty. Those are bad quarterbacks right there. Cornerbacks. So Mike Williams, a matchup against Trey Waynes, if it is. Keenan Allen in the slot on the outside when he'll get Xavier Rhodes is fantastic. Eckler is one of the best right there with James White uh, running backs to pair with a quarterback in terms of their correlation coefficient. So those guys I do like. Secondary options, uh, Deshaun Watson, first matchup of two that they'll face in the next three weeks with Tennessee and Houston for the division, both eight and five right now. So this should be a fun game. He's priced up to 6,800, slow pace game. Tennessee, a good um, run stop team. So I think you don't get much Carlos Hyde here, more Duke Johnson. And then that usually helps Deshaun Watson, a very nice game in terms of how uh, you have matchups against Adore Jackson for DeAndre Hopkins. If you get um, LaShawn Sims on Will Fuller, if he's in, that's a great spot. Kiki Kute in the slot was more active last week with no Will Fuller. So I think Watson, if you want to pay for him, is completely fine. He's one of the guys at the payup that I like the most. Ryan Tannehill, 6,500. Maybe just a little bit too expensive. Look, this offense is fantastic with Derrick Henry setting up play action. Henry might be limited, but should be good to go next week. And Tannehill's taking advantage of it. You set up play action and get one-on-ones with your wide receivers. And one of them is AJ Brown, Julio Jones type size and speed. Yeah, it's going to work out, and it has been. But 
he's 6,500 now. So relying on these big play action bombs, it's a little bit less appealing, but I still do have interest at 6,500. He's a secondary option. Baker against Arizona. It's really basically match up there. Arizona on this slate by far allowing the most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position. They are allowing currently almost three fantasy points more than the next closest. You still have Landry out there and Joku is going to be in a good matchup, although priced up. Kareem Hunt is priced up. Odell, if you really want to go back to him limited here, we'll have a good matchup. Baker is a secondary option, probably a guy I get to at like seventh or eighth most. And then Jerry Goff. I do like this. Look, a one-point favorite. I like the Dak side. I like this game in general. Jared Goff is cheap at 6,100. Todd Gurley is running back is cheap at 6K. Woods is cheap. Cooper Cup only played 29% of the snaps last week. It's concerning, but he's cheap. I think that I like the most part of this game, and it's probably my favorite game to stack, uh, Dallas and the Rams. The part that I like the most might be getting to Dak. Let's just say Dak and his receivers and running it back with Woods. I love that. Dak, Amari, uh, even against Ramsey. Ramsey has not been great this year. Amari banged up as an issue. But Dak, Amari, and Gallup, so cheap, those wide receivers. Running it back with um, a guy like Woods makes sense. Or even Gurley. Running backs, there's a lot of options here. We'll kind of go over the big ones. I think the key point on this slate is this range right here from Ezekiel Elliott at 78 to Carson, Chris Carson at 75. These four running backs are in play. Uh, look, Chris Carson's 10,000. He's always in play. I like him. Seattle's good at stopping the run, but it doesn't really matter. Carson is, or, or McCaffrey is, is always in play, right? It's as simple as that. Five and a half point underdog. Maybe he sees a 10, 12 target game, right? But this range right here, Zeke at 7,800, they're all so tightly priced. All of these guys from 78 to 75 are going to see 20 plus touches. No Rashad Penny for Chris Carson as a five and a half point favorite. His price point flew up the boards because of his matchup right now. Like Carolina is the worst team against DVOA. They're terrible on the ground. They're giving up 20 plus touchdowns on the year to running backs, seven more than any other team. It's just a good spot for Chris Carson, Um, but he's 7,500. Like I would rather have Zeke at 78. You have Leonard Fournette in a good role coming off of the worst game of his season. Um, Not as good of a team total as Seattle, any of these teams. Seattle right now currently has a 27 team implied total. So that's what you're banking on there too. All these guys are in play. Saquon against Miami only had four targets with Eli's first game back, but you have a surprisingly shocking and good total because of the matchup against Miami, a three and a half point favorite. Rarely the Giants are favorites for Saquon here at 25 and a half team total. I like all these guys. If I had to preliminary rank them, I'd probably go Ezekiel Elliott. And this is really tough, but um, just based on the workload that I think these guys get, give me Ezekiel Elliott. Chris Carson, Saquon, and Fournette, but I like all of them. I'm not shocked if I have 15 plus percent of all those guys, and I think I'll change it up based on what my uh, ownership, what we see later in the week is. The guy I like so much, and probably my favorite running back play of the week, is Todd Gurley. They said he was going to be the guy moving forward. He ends up seeing 27 touches, 23 touches on the ground. He's seen 80 plus percent of the snaps, 70 plus percent of the snaps in like five of the last six weeks. Saw 80 percent of the snaps last week. Henderson only saw five. Brown only saw like 15. This is his backfield, and now he gets Dallas, who is 21st ranked against the run and has struggled all season long against versatile running backs. He's a one-point favorite in the fastest-paced game in my model, this Dallas and Rams game that, once again, I'll say it again, I really like this game. 24.75 team implied total. $6,000 Todd Gurley. The price comes down $200 after touching the ball 27 times. That's ridiculous. He is just way too cheap. DeAndre Washington, if Josh Jacobs is out, and you should keep him out, Oakland, if you're listening to this, uh, John Gruden, if you're listening to this, listen up, uh, the guy's a broken bone in his shoulder. He's not winning Rookie of the Year. Kyler Murray is going to win that. I do think Jacobs had a chance, but missing last week, it's really hard to make up for that as a running back. Look, 4,700 for DeAndre Washington, if Jacobs is out, is fantastic. Saw 20 touches last week, six receptions, and the good thing was they kept him on the field in passing down situations with Jalen Richard still on the team. They went to DeAndre Washington for six set receptions on six targets. Give me that usage at 4,700 all day long. 
Eckler is a secondary option, priced up now to 6,700. Still a fine spot, but I think he might have had his big game last week. 100 yards in receiving and running game is just insane. Uh, each of those 200 plus total yards. Uh, Joe Mixon against New England scary, but New England does struggle against the run. The concern is he's a 10 point underdog with only a 15.25 implied total. 6100. He had a nice game last week. He's going to continue to get fed. I'm going to make Joe Mixon a no currently. 6100 in that ma- that matchup with that team implied total is concerning. Miles Sanders, keep an eye on his injury status and also Jordan Howard's. If Howard is back, I don't want to pay 5900 for Sanders. Sanders did leave that game and did come back, but we'll see if anything happens during the week, if he gets sore or something gets um, re-aggravated. Philip Lindsay now priced up to 5600 because of the matchup against KC, dead last in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, on the ground. Only an 18 implied team total, 9.5 point underdogs. Lindsay might have some pass catching upside here, but I don't know if I want to get there in this matchup. David Montgomery against the Packers only had like four tar- four rush attempts week one and one reception uh, for the Bears against the Packers, $5,500. They are four and a half point underdogs. They have a really bad total at 18.25. This game projects out in my model to be the slowest paced game of the week. It's not good. Montgomery is not a guy that I'm looking to play um, here, especially with all the other value on the slate in my opinion like DeAndre Washington and some of these guys that I get to next. Uh, James White, 54, very mad play to me once again. Nice fast-paced game, second fastest on the slate, but as a 10-point favorite, probably not the type of game that James White gets more active as you have seen him more active these last two or three weeks or so when they're trailing in their games and needing him to catch the ball. Kenyon Drake, I'm very okay too. I, I prefer Kenyon Drake probably over Montgomery and White, but Patrick Laird, he played 80% of the snaps last week. He caught the ball like he has been. He was insane and very good in pass protection. So shout out Patrick Laird for your pa- pass protection last week. 80% of the snaps in a positive matchup against the Giants who don't have a good pass rush. So although he's going to stay on the field for pass protection, it's not like he's going to have to be working all that hard there because they don't get to the quarterback. So maybe some more dump offs and screens and just um, uh, plays where he is going to be a priority in the passing game. Uh, especially when you factor in that Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson, both in the concussion protocol, they're really digging deep in their roster for just bodies to put on the field at this point. 80% of the snaps last week was encouraging. Carlos Hyde at 4,500, a three-point underdog against Tennessee, uh, allowing some of the least points on the league uh, on the year to running backs. But at that price point, he's going to get 15 touches. It's at least worth mentioning. And lastly, Carlo, or uh, Chris Thompson, $3,900 for Chris Thompson. That's a really good price point. Uh, you can have no Darius Geis. And in this game, they're five and a half point underdogs, only a 17 and a half implied total, but a good matchup for in terms of it's a tough matchup against the Eagles. They give up a lot of receptions. They don't give up anything on the ground. So this is a spot where Adrian Peterson might suffer $3,900. Maybe you get five or six catches out of Thompson. Maybe not the biggest tournament upside play, but he does have some appeal there. Wide receiver is just a laundry list of names right now. We need to see these injuries. Look at this. Look at how much I have to zoom out for you to actually see the full list. I have like 30 guys on this list right now early in the week. This is clearly going to... Look at this. I zoomed out to 100. I have 33 names on this list. This is just terrible, right? Usually it's like 25 at most, but there's so many injuries. We lost so many big wide receivers last week. Devontae Parker concussion. Albert Wilson, not big, but concussion. Mike Evans done for the year. Um, DJ Shark was found in a walking boot after the game. Found like he's on the side of the road. Found in a walking boot after the game. Terrible. I'm sure there's names that I'm also missing, right? Um, Alshon Jeffrey got hurt last week. So just so many wide receivers and tight ends and players in general go down. I think Hopkins is still fine if you want to pay up and Godwin. Those are my two main pay up options. Hopkins matchup against Adore Jackson is great. And the matchup for Chris Godwin against Justin Coleman and Slay at times is fine. Julian Edelman last week was my number one wide receiver in cash formats. And he is once again, he was one of my favorite receivers. Price point doesn't change for a guy who's just consistently going to see 10 targets. Who's going to step up? Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, Mohamed Sanu, Dor- Philip Dorsett. These guys are playing terrible. And Philip Dorsett is now in Tom Brady's doghouse due to multiple drops. 25.25 team implied total. 
I think this is a fine spot for Julian Edelman once again. I really like the matchup against Cincinnati. Well, he'll get a backup slot cornerback because the normal slot cornerback, B.W. Webb, has been moved to the outside more frequently because they just don't have bodies in their secondary. Allen Robinson, I have him as a yes. He's okay for me. Slow-paced game. I'm going to put him to a maybe just because the price point's up there. If he was like 63, 65, maybe, it'll be an okay matchup. He'll get a lot of Jair Alexander. But the good thing, week one, they put him in the slot like 50% of the time against the Packers, and he had a big day out of the slot. So we'll see if he can do it once again. But he's pretty pricey. I love this range right here. This $5,700 to $6,300 range, I'm going to live in it. Keenan Allen, 6,300 against Minnesota's shoddy secondary, giving up 42.1 fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. Second most on the slate, only to the Tampa Bay Bucks who are just giving up so many points. And then you have, also in this range, Adam Thielen, as long as he returns, will not have to see Casey Hayward. I imagine Stefan Diggs will. Thielen will see um, Brandon Faison, who's an undrafted free agent, has been bad this year. And also um, Desmond King in the slot, who has normally been good, but this year a down year. Robert Woods at 6,200. Last two weeks speak for themselves there in a fast-paced game. Cortland Sutton, don't have as much interest. Maybe he's a secondary interest here. I'll make him a secondary interest. Uh, the thing here is that Drew Locke has been looking his way. He's going to have to throw a lot as a almost 10-point uh, underdog in this one at home, though, so that helps. Noah Font got hurt. It's kind of going underreported right now as I record this, but he got hurt. If he doesn't suit up, the priority is already Sutton, but it makes it even more of a necessity to get the ball to Sutton there. Um... Michael Gallup at 5,700. Yes, it's, it's just too cheap. Michael Gallup, so Todd Gurley in that game at 6K, he's like maybe the best running back play on the slate at that price point, at least early in the week. Michael Gallup at 5,700. Not going to have to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. It's hard for me not to recommend Michael Gallup as one of the better wide receiver plays point per dollar wise on the slate in this game. So he's in play. D.D. Westbrook, I have is a yes. I'll make him a maybe. Uh, he'll be a yes if there is no DJ Shark. So keep an eye on Shark's status. It does not seem early in the week like he will play. Now you get the long, long laundry list of guys that maybe I have interest in as we scroll a little bit, right? So Devontae Adams, surely against the Bears, tougher matchup against that secondary, but 7,600. The price point does come down $400. He's probably a shoe in to see 10 targets. He's okay. I prefer some of the other guys. Let's just do this to shorten this a little bit. I'll put I'll make Adams a no um, for this week. I think that Tyree Kill, if you're getting to Patrick Mahomes, should be a guy you have interest in. I'm not, so I'm going to make him a no. Julio against a, a San Fran with no Ridley. I do like this. There's no Richard Sherman. They can get Julio in beneficial matchups. Maybe there's no Kawan Williams in the slot, and there's no D Ford to pressure Matt Ryan as much. This is a good spot for Julio, as it usually is, uh, and he just hasn't been producing. So be prepared for another letdown. But he's only seven thousand dollars. Tyler Lockett, I'm going to make him no. He's just too expensive. He won't have to see Bradbury in the slot, uh, but at 6,900, this should be the week that he does well. High team total 27, but they're probably more uh, prone to let Russell Wilson throw 26 to 28 times. You see Lockett have six, seven targets. It's just hard for him to pay off that price tag. Landry at 6,700. I think it's a fair price point out of the slot against Arizona. They really struggle against slot wide receivers. DJ Moore, this is a great spot. Seattle does not pressure the quarterback at all. Kyle Allen, he is terrible when he faces pressure and pretty decent when he doesn't face pressure. So DJ Moore, although he'll probably see Shaq Griffin, should have a beneficial matchup because his quarterback can actually get him the ball and have time to throw decent throws. Amari Cooper, you already know my love for Amari Cooper, or really this game in general. Even against Ramsey, I think Cooper still has a fine spot. I do prefer Michael Gallup, though, as you can see by listing him as a yes. Uh, AJ Brown against Houston. Houston secondary has been terrible. Brown's now priced up to the spot where I don't really want to get to him as much. He's His price is getting away from us a little bit. He does have these huge games, but it's sort of boom or bust for him at this point. He's doing it on like four or five targets, and that's just not sustainable. This offense is built on Derrick Henry running and play action passing to AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Those play action passes are just resulting in deep touchdowns or 20 plus yard touchdowns like we saw last week, one deep one and one, I think mid twenties range in his second score. Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate a lot more if Eli is not there. Eli just did not want to look his way last night. 
when, as I'm recording this on Monday Night Football, whereas Daniel Jones only looks Golden Tate's way. So Golden Tate, I'll put as a no because actually, you know, we'll leave him as a yes. He has a great matchup in the slot against Jamal Wiltz. I'm going to put no for A.J. Brown right now, um, although I love the guy's talent. Debo Samuel against Atlanta, that's fine for me at 5,800. If you're going to get to San Fran, Debo Samuel and Kittle stand out as options. And then after that, Emmanuel Sanders, since his price has come up. Will Fuller, if he starts, he's one of my favorite plays right there. Same price point as Gallup. 5,600 is too cheap for a guy with this much upside. Going to get to face a guy named LaShawn Sims this week. Marvin Jones versus Tampa. Uh, if for some reason you trust David Blau, I don't. I'm going to take him out as a no. Jones is really cheap. Uh, Anthony Miller. Keep an eye on Miller. His price point's coming up. If Taylor Gabriel returns in this one, it will hurt Miller. He won't play on the outside as much in two wide receiver sets. He'll only play three wide receiver sets in the slot, and that does hurt his upside. He'll lose like 20, 30% of the snaps. Darius Slayton versus Miami is in play. Now you get to all these cheap guys, right? So many of them that they're just kind of flyers. Mike Williams is too cheap at 4,600 versus Trey Waynes this week. I do like that. Brandon Cooks only played 30s in snaps last week, whereas Josh Reynolds played more than him and almost more than him and Cup combined. Combined, uh, Brandon, actually, I think he might have. Reynolds played 66% of the snaps. Cup played like 29 and Cooks played 33. That's insane. So something's going on there. Maybe it's his head, right? Four or five concussions this season alone is concerning. So we'll watch that as the, season, as the week goes on. Aguilar would be the Eagles number one this week because Jeffrey is out. Keep an eye on that. It's interesting and a good matchup versus Washington, although a very slow paced game. And now you get to some of these just fill-in guys for injuries. Isaiah Ford had nine targets filling in last week uh, for Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson. That's really good. I think there is some chemistry there. And he gets the Giants secondary now that is just leaking fantasy points, 43.3 to wide receivers at his top three in the slate this season. I do like that. Fitzpatrick is just going to chuck the ball 35, probably 40 plus times, even in this matchup. They are underdogs even against the Giants. So... I do like Isaiah Ford if Devontae Parker is out. Same can be said for Justin Watson with Mike Evans going on probably season-ending IR. $3,700 Justin Watson saw eight targets. He ran those Mike Evans routes last week. If you trust this hand injury for uh, Jameis Winston, I do think Watson is in play. And then guys like Greg Ward, if there is no $3,000 flat, probably more of a cash option. He's he's in play more for me. So same thing for Conley, Kiki Kuta, these guys, if Fuller is out, if Shark is out, and if Aguilar is out, a cash type option at 3K, the flat minimum, Greg Ward becomes in play. So now we get to tight end. All the good tight ends are on the slate. I think DraftKings did a fantastic job pricing them. They pretty much grouped them all together. Kelsey, 65, and then everybody else. They're all so close, right? 62 kiddos, 6,000 hertz. They're all appropriately priced. If there is no Alsham, which it does not seem like there will be, and even if there is Aguilar, I think Ertz is in line for anywhere from 8 to like 16 targets, to be honest with you. So Ertz range of outcomes because of those targets is a solid performance to a spectacular 30-plus point performance. He seems like the main option for me right now. But all these guys, I'm going to have it like a 10 to 15% clip. You see my yeses by all of them. I will blow this up to make it even more obvious. It's just really difficult for me not to like them. They're all in great spots. Darren Waller against a weak Jacksonville defense that is a skeleton of itself, continues to lose players, um, lost Miles Jack before last week's game. They just do not try. They're getting blown out in every second half. 5,500 is a nice price point for him. Hunter Henry versus Minnesota secondary is fair. Evan Ingram, if Evan Ingram returns, reunited with Eli Manning at 4,900, he's in play. So let's just assume Evan Ingram is in this week. And Tyler Higby at 4,100, if there is no Gerald Everett, is in a really good spot versus Miami. He played 97% of the snaps last week. Let's just assume Evan Ingram plays and Gerald Everett is out. So Higby would be the main guy. If that's the case, I have a lot of interest in Higby. This is how I would rank my tight ends if indeed there's no Gerald Everett and you get Evan Ingram playing. One, Zach Ertz. Two, Tyler Higby. Three, Evan Ingram. Four, George Kittle. Five, Darren Waller. Six, Hunter Henry. And seven, Travis Kelsey. Yes, Travis Kelsey would be that far down. Tough secondary against Denver. Highest price guy. I like all of them, right? 
all these guys I'm going to have exposure to. I definitely think Ertz has the most upside in his targets just because there's a lack of weapons out there. And I think Higby's price point against Miami is too cheap for the role he will play if there is no Gerald Everett. Some other punt options. Ian Thomas was used beautifully. Elite. Some of the most elite uses I've seen all year for a tight end. He was motioned. He was in the backfield. He was out wide. He was in the slot. He was seeing a ton of targets from Kyle Allen. So give me Ian Thomas if indeed there's no Greg Olson. Ian Thomas would be a top five tight end interest for me. OJ Howard at 3,500. Maybe I probably don't get here just because of the other value, but let's just say Greg Olson plays. Let's just say Gerald Everett plays and it makes Tyler Higby and Ian Thomas much worse looking. Then I think there's a really good punt option and a case to be made that $3,500 OJ Howard with no Mike Evans becomes more in play. Mike Kosicki at $4,000 flat was being used out wide. I saw at least two out wide red zone targets for him. Ryan Fitzpatrick just couldn't connect with him against the Giants this week. That's a good spot. And keep in mind, Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker are in the concussion protocol. If either of them or both of them miss, it helps Mike Kosicki a ton this week for his usage in that offense. So that is it. That is the early week video. Let me know what you think. And let me know who is your favorite wide receiver in the four or in the five and six K range. Be sure to leave your Twitter handle or a way for me to contact you, your PayPal. You have to be a subscriber to enter the contest. You leave that down below with a way for me to contact you. You'll be entered. I'll announce it on the final thoughts video on Friday. And again, hit that subscribe button before you go. Check out my Patreon exclusive content. If you want more of what I do, in-depth things, how I, my, my entire process, I just pretty much give out for free over on, well, not free. I give out for free once you sign up. Once you pay, I give it out for free over on Patreon. So check that out. And then also, if you want to get into the Drafters Listener League, I have linked that up down below. Or if you just want to play Drafters, you should get into the Listener League. I'm in there right now. It's a $5 buy-in. I'll keep refreshing it. But if you want to play it, it's Sunday at 10. We're going to draft. It'll take about five, probably 10 minutes. It'll take, it took 12 minutes the other day for us. So it takes 12 minutes for you Sunday at 10 a.m. Um, and if you want to just get a $100 bonus, use promo code SAL100. Thank you so much. Follow me on those social medias. Hit the subscribe button before you go. You all rock. Peace out, gang. Enjoy the rest of your day. See ya. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.